0: Hello everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of um, Autistic Assemble, um, a series to um, celebrate um, Acceptance Month. Um, which is going to be it's going to be really cool to speak to Nick um, because um, I think uh, I, I learned something new today that Nick Nick actually has his uh, 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 own podcast, own show. So it's going to be really nice to hear about Nick's um, experience um, journey and his podcast. So Nick, hello. It's, it's great to have you on the podcast today.
1: Great to have great to be here, Mason. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um w- would you mind, Nick, to uh ju- 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 just to um introduce yourself a little bit.
1: Um my name is Nick. I am a 24-year-old um autistic neurodivergent individual. I am from the US, I'm from California, and I am a college student. I'm Currently getting my um VA in political science and public policy. And I have a uh I have two dogs as well as um I like watching game shows and sports and learning and also being a oh. public advocate for people with disabilities. I'm sorry, that was my cell phone. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah. Well,
0: so it's great to have you, here, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> um. So with your dogs, what are their names? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Baxter and Bisa. Baxter's my oldest. He is going to turn nine in June. And Bisa is my youngest. She just turned seven last month.
0: Oh, very nice. Dogs yeah. are very uh cozy. Although they did that. They did that, they did that. They are really good, aren't they? Um, just to yeah. I bet if you've had a bad day or if you've just you just love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so as soon as you you keep you keep yourself busy, Nick, um, with with with, with, with a lot of things.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's good though, isn't it? It's good. It's good to keep busy.
1: Yeah, it, it does. It's like you know. I'm trying to, I try to, you know, keep myself occupied if if I have or if I'm free, I can, I try to do, you know, at least try to at least get out the house at least once in a while. So I won't, you know, be bored. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: it's always nice every once in a while. Um, and it, it, across a lot of places, um, Right, like, I don't know about the US, but in the UK, a lot, a lot of places are snowing at the moment. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's it it, it 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 it's gonna be great. Um, so Nick, well, with your um, maybe we we'll start about your 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 autism. Um, did you do? When was you
1: diagnosed? Um, I was diagnosed as autistic at seven. Yes, yeah, seven. That was 2000, 2005, two thousand six. Yeah. Um but I didn't fully get the full gist of it until I was probably around 11 or 12 because my mom fully told me what was going on. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was, I was, I was diagnosed um, when I was nine. Um, and, like, did you find it, like, hard? Like, if you remember, I know it's... Awful, it, we we could say an awful time online ago, but it's not that long ago um but did you, do do you, do you remember like how you felt like when, when when you got told
1: um when i when my mom told me and when my teacher also told me i at first i really didn't understand cuz i thought cuz i was when i was younger i really got picked on a lot as a kid at school and I thought it was something wrong with me because it felt like I was different than everyone else. But then one day my mom told me, um, back then they um, called w- the type of autism I had, Asperger's syndrome, which a lot of, you know, a lot of autistic syndrome, ever just don't call it that anymore. Um, then, but then when I, you know, fully got, you know, understood what I had. I I decided to, you know, um they still wanted me to mask my ASD, but um as I got older and as when I graduated high school and went to college and I surrounded myself with people who would accept me for who I am. I mean, when I was in high school, I fully understood what I had I told some of my close friends and they all most accept me you know you know the outside my you know neurodivergent class um they accepted me for who I was and some of us still talk and when I went to college that's when I was really you know I was really nervous to tell people you know because I was afraid I wouldn't get accepted like You know, for for you know, you know, friendships or relationships type stuff. But um, when I went to college, I surrounded myself with people who did understand. Yeah. And there were some people that said they understood, but in actuality, I can tell in the back of their minds, they're like, "This dude is weird." Hmm. Yeah,
0: I I I can understand that because like um, when I was at school. especially, like the early years, like um, wrong maybe that. But where you get diagnosed? Like uh, like um seven for you, like seven, eight, nine, kind of years. Um, I found like I got picked on as well, and um, I always felt maybe because I'm different. Like, like like you said that you feel something is wrong with you because you're different to everyone else. You act differently, maybe. Um, you won't talk to people maybe as much, or, or um, maybe because you feel they don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> um and sometimes you it's its really bizarre reasons why they do pick on you um normally if it is just one it, it, it escalates to more because they don't want to be, be picked on themselves so that's so they hang around with the people maybe picking on someone so they are not the next target um which is quite sad really but you can understand as well um in in a way um but yeah um it happens a lot with autistic people, really, doesn't it? Like people get bullied and, and picked
1: up. Yeah, definitely. I mean I I feel like people um people who say they understand people with ASD and they, you know, sympathize with them, but Sometimes there are people who say that, but in the, still in the back of their minds, they don't want to seem you know, uncool to the people they hang out with. So they basically just isolate themselves away from the people with ASD because they feel like they're not cool enough or they don't understand, which is certainly not the case. We, I mean, we understand what's going on. It's just we need... We have different comfort zones for us. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we just feel comfortable being in our own comfort zones. Sometimes we like to step out of those comfort zones, but we got to do that on our own merit. We can't, you know, be, you know, pushed into, you know, out of the frying pan and into the fryer, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we all have our own minds. Um, um, we all have our own minds and we process things differently. We might process something faster. We might process something slower. Um, like I, I know for me, like if if at school perhaps if a teacher is bl blur- is blurring out like oh, you've got to do this, then then do that, then do that all in one go. I'm lost. I'm lost from when from what we've even started. Um, so yeah, and then you. you I remember at school well, when that happened, and I would ask. I'd would, I would almost be afraid to ask. It shouldn't be like that. Like you, you should feel like like Teachers tell you to ask if you need help, and you would do that sometimes. And you you, you wouldn't think sometimes you would feel like I'm not going to bother because I'm not I'm not going to get the help anyway. So so that's what's the point? Um, if you just just explain the same thing as the same way you did it, just it's just about changing ways, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, especially when it comes to uh, like instruction and stuff, you would, as I got, when I was younger, my teacher basically, you know, helped when I was like in middle and high school, elementary, middle and high school, they just it went by the instruction slowly so we'd all understand. But as I went to college, I basically had to be my own advocate and say, um, is there, say I had to go up to my professors, say, is there, you know some stuff I need to understand because I'm trying to understand this material but I really don't so can you please clarify one more time for me please so at first when I was like you know 15 16 it was a little bit tough for me but as I got older it became you know second nature for me you know just speak up for you know what I need yeah definitely
0: and like I guess it. So sometimes you're more comfortable maybe around someone else, maybe one teacher to another. Um, you, you grow that connection over the years that you're there at at school. Um, and me, I I, I was at the start. I was very silly. I I'd copy people's behaviours to try and make myself look cool. But um, and then I'd realise now. Nah, um, I, for a time, um, because I didn't want to be different to anyone else. You see. I I, yeah. I, I I would copy people maybe the way they were acting, um, and not be myself. And I shouldn't have done that, but I just didn't want to feel different. I didn't I didn't want to feel that I was treated differently to um people. And then and then there was a time where I just thought I don't care anymore what what, what people think uh of how I if I do things and and stuff. So it, it comes to a time where I think people do come. It happens. To, everyone has different speed um but yeah you just maybe try and focus on yourself a bit more
1: yeah definitely um I mean when when I first got to university I was going through like a really hard you know time relationship wise I was mostly depressed I was sad I was you know I didn't know what to do I didn't I, the only time I came out of my room was to go to school and that was it you know because I had classes on campus and that first semester I was really depressed even though I passed my classes and I met a couple of people I decided I wanted to you know turn my life around so that spring semester last year I decided to you know change my wardrobe I'm wearing bla- I wear blazers this is actually one of the first few blazers I bought, oh yeah, um, yeah, And you know, I decided to join a school club. I joined my school political science club. I was their communications chair, and now I'm their club's vice president. I'm actually learned that I was I'm the first autistic, you know vice president of the political science club in my university. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. And, uh, that must yeah. be
0: really a very um how would you put a very and a very good role to have.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'm currently trying to plan an event for my school around, you know, next month being, you know, autism acceptance month to bring, you know, neurodivergent and autistic people into the political process. Yeah, and that, so that would be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But I noticed.
1: Yeah. I, 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 remember, speak,
0: I, I remember yeah. that, Nick, in, in, in science, actually, where it would be talked about a lot, like politics and stuff. And maybe for autistic people, it can be a bit harder to understand. And it's good that you you would include them.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got a sense of justice. I mean, and we are passionate about stuff, you know, about, you know, trying to get advocacy as well as, you know, accessibility and more inclusion. And I think we should start it at the political. Political process, and I hope that you know this could be the first step into you know welcoming more autistic people into the political arena.
0: Yeah, I I I, I can agree more. But uh,
1: yeah.
0: as we probably know, Nick, there's a lot of of um, arguments, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're politics.
1: Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely.
0: So. So I, I I would love it to be talked about more. Like I, I, It should be like, um, I know it's talked about in science, but maybe it should be like a little, maybe a start a lesson of the day or, or maybe universities or schools and stuff. Probably more so maybe last years of school and university, because I think they're probably the right years to be talking about this, um, like um, politics, because it's very complicated to understand, isn't it?
1: In ways. Yeah, definitely. Um I just and I just, you know, hope that this but overall back to you know the spring of last year, I made a lot of friends, made a lot of new friends, you know. I mm-hmm. still talk to some of them. Some of them are still in my class. <laughs> um, so I um shout out to them if they'll they're listening yeah Uh, that's great so but overall i just and also made a lot of friends in my university who are autistic and on the neurodiversity spectrum we still talk and also i one of a couple of my friends we were trying to get a resolution passed by our student government to make things to bring you know more disabled and more neurodivergent people into you know have more accessibility to bring them all involved on campus and at the university where we've been trying to you know you know pressure student government as well as the administration to school administrator to implement policy changes to make the campus more accessible for neurodivergent students when it comes to events and classes
0: yeah i i, I think that's a really good idea because um like yeah. like how are you with events with with your autism like do do, do do you mind going to things with lots of people or do you like to keep you like your own space
1: yeah i'm um, last year i started to you know you know get out of my comfort zone a lot more cuz we've been you know sequestered at home for the last you know year year and a half because of the pandemic but then um but last year I decided to get out of my comfort zone so I hang out with a lot of friends I went to a spring flame concert at my university last year um we had like carnivals and you know music it was kind of like a I called it a mini Coachella even though Coachella's in SoCal and um I, I'm not fully ready to go to Coachella yet <laughs> to yeah. tell you the truth, but uh, I'll take my school spring fling over Coachella for now, yeah, but overall, when it comes to, like big events, um, I can tolerate it. I mean, i I like going to, you know events, but if it gets too loud too much, I can bring like, Try to bring like my headphones or my earbuds to quell out the sound, Mm -hmm. but I do, you know, you know, dance to the music and participate in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I actually think um, probably a lot of masking goes along in events. Um, actually, probably for yeah
1: neurodivergent. Yeah, that's why I I some mostly mask at the events. I'm sorry if you hear barking; those are my dogs. Um, but when it comes to, you know, when, it, and I'm it, more neurotypical, friends, I mostly say if you, it's okay. If you want to stem out, it's fine. And that, so I'm kind of, I'm glad that, you know, my friends are accepting of that. Um, sometimes I still mask, even though. Um, for for their comfort as well, but um, I'm just glad that I got friends that are accepting of my ASD. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I, I have a lot of um, autistic friends, my um, like, n- neurodivergent friends, um, as the term we now use. we <laughs> um, yeah. um, they're very confusing sometimes, um, but uh, it's all involved in that bracket, isn't it? Um, and then I also do have friends that haven't got autism um but they do um I do like to I do get asked questions sometimes and like is it like most of my friends are autistic but all they have some they are related to myself as in some way like maybe of hobbies interests uh, a lot quite a lot of my friends like the same things to me but um mm-hmm. but but some don't. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> Um,
1: definitely
0: yeah um but but yeah like we're, 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 with events i don't mind them but i i just comes to a stage i i have to have my own personal space um i don't yeah. i i for the pandemic i went to um a football stadium over here um in uk um and it was very crowded it, it was like you were sardines and and stuff and it wasn't very good um which I would love more sensory rooms around a lot of maybe places I mean not just schools and colleges and and stuff like that I, I want it at different places I want it at places where you wouldn't usually uh, think a sensory room would be, that would be
1: nice. yeah definitely I mean out here where I live. Our NBA, two NBA teams, as well as our, our NFL team, have announced that their stadiums will have sensory rooms for, you know, autistic people that want to settle down. Um, the what my closest NBA team where I live, they just announced that last month, and they're opening it in about a week or so. So. Um, me and my friend were just talking about that and we said that is so admirable that they are doing this right now because I know um, the Philadelphia Eagles were technically like the first American pro sports team to add a sensory room to their stadium out in Mm -hmm. Philly but so I'm I hope this could be like a big symbol of change Mm -hmm. that you know Make your places more sensory friendly for all neurodivergent individuals. Definitely, and I yeah. I love
0: that. I love that. though. Like, in, nba um that that's basketball, right? It, isn't it? Yeah, um,
1: basketball, NFL is you know American football. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It it's great. Before,
0: like, it's quite similar. American football is quite similar to rugby over here in the UK um so um it's always confusing really isn't it with uk and and american sports and 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 just words in general how how you how we both say things like uh like we might we might say crisps and you say chips and like crisps and chips are opposites (laughs) i know (laughs) yeah because
1: out here in the u.s you know um our you what you guys call football we call soccer um and our American football, you guys call it rugby. And yeah. also, you guys do a lot of stuff. I mean, you guys call fish and chips. We call, you know, fish and the, your chips, french fries. Um, Also, we drive on different opposite directions. You, I think yeah. we drive on the left. And yeah. you guys drive on the right.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I think your steering rules obviously will be the other way, and yeah. I... <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it is it is funny because um, well, when I speak to friends or people I know from America, sometimes and it's it's quite funny and like like the World Cup just gone, of course, um, England and America did play each other, and <laughs> there would have been lots of oh yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, me and a friend. Who is also uh, this friend? Who is also autistic? He really is a big soccer fan, and he gathered me and a few of our classmates to watch the World Cup. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Was it England and the U.S. playing? Yeah, they were. I, yeah. I think it was that game. Yeah, we watched. Um, we were all you know cheering. It was so awesome to have that type of you know. You know, connection and you know, bringing all the all of my schoolmates together to watch this big event that only happens once every four years.
0: Yeah, I I I I think America is one of the countries that that could be hosting the next one as well. So yeah, um, I think they're splitting it between like, Mexico as well and um, and Canada. Yeah, yeah, and, and Canada. And, um, I actually watched Canada at the World Cup, and I did that. Like, they looked very promising. That they, they looked like a, a future side. Like uh, they were a bit unfortunate. They did play really well though. Um, but
1: yeah.
0: but I always like it when these events come up and like you yeah, have football and like I love football myself. Like I, I'm always watching it when it's on. Um, and it yeah I that definitely sports is one of my interests there, Nick. And it seems like it's yours as well.
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, my family are big, you know, NBA and NFL watchers, especially the NFL season when our team, you know, you know, plays. Especially if they make the playoffs, it's like, oh, is this Super Bowl season? But usually, our season ends with us losing in the conference finals.
0: Hmm.
1: But um, hopefully, we'll go back to the Super Bowl next year.
0: Yeah. Definitely in like, like, um, I think America is a much more bigger thing with basketball than over here. But I, I, I have gone to see basketball at like 0 uh, Two Arena it is called in, in in London, um, and mm. uh, I, I, I went it, well, well because I transferred from like a public mainstream school um to a school that people had people with, or, um who were n- neurodivergent who. Were, autistic um, and that and when I went there they actually took me on a load of different trips so you would go to see England play at Wembley and you would go to the O2 arena to see basketball I think that was a couple of times um, I went to the O2 arena to see basketball and it was it was cool because you had it was interesting because it's not a thing that we what I would normally do it's not normally on telly for us really to to watch so it, it it was good it's good experience but but yeah it there's so many different sports um i i i, that are, I do like tennis like table tennis and, and, and all, all different sports it's really good isn't it just to get involved
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: um so nick would you like to talk a little bit about um your podcast
1: My podcast focuses on various topics. I mean, you know, you know, social anxiety, social media, inclusion. Um, My first season, I focused. um, I did like a big, you know, multi-week segment on relationships and dating because I was inspired by watching Love on the Spectrum U.S. and Australia that I just decided I wanted to, you know, do a segment on that. So I talked about, you know, dating, crushes, rejection, heartbreak, and then love. Because I knew that, you know, as an autistic person and trying to get those wanting, I mean, I'm autistic and I'm demi-sexual, which is on the asexual spectrum. But I also, I I want, I mean, I I would like to date people and want to have relationships with people, but I just wanna feel comfortable around them. And sometimes it's really hard, you know, one minute, one person hears the word autism and they they, they get really iffy about us. But um, sometimes I always try to be extra careful with people so that they don't feel uneasy around me and sometimes it just gets it gets hard because people will sometimes look at you like like you're weird and it really hurts i i don't want to feel like i'm trying to be weird or you know change myself for your comfort feels like it feels like i'm just trying if i try to change myself so much that i won't even know who i am anymore or what i'm supposed to be and that's the hard part and that's what sucks i think in
0: general nick um it's hard it's hard to find a relationship nowadays (laughs) um and the right person um and they do say they would come around at some point, but like 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 I say, what I've learned from my experience, I guess, is not to blurt out everything maybe at once. Um, I I think it's great. I think the important thing is maybe say your sister straight away, see what they say. Um, like they will either be alright with it, or they won't. Which if they won't, then you'll know that it'll save you wasting time really. Like if you said that halfway through, and and it would have been a waste of time. So if you say it, try and say that straight away. And sometimes it could be really hard, um, to to say it, um, because of course we're all different, um, and I think most people, maybe ne- neurotypical people, will think of a person that can't do anything and literally can't do anything. I think that's what most neuro ne- neurotypical people will probably highlight in their mind, um because they don't understand it properly um but but i think the, the thing about relationships um that it's very hard to um to like you don't want to change like 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 you say you, you don't want to feel like you want to change for them because that, that's not very good and like, that, that's not very healthy really is it to do that
1: yeah definitely definitely not. yeah
0: um but um I'm no therapist, but <laughs> um, that's <is> just my
1: buzz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's okay, man. Yeah.
0: Um. But but yeah, I think there's a a lot of um. I think, um. I think it would be better. It, it, ideal world, you you date someone who's autistic too. Um.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I try. I mean, I'm trying to find. You know. I mean I I I like all people. I mean, you know, you, you know all races, all people and all and if it's neurotypical or neurodivergent or autistic, I'll date them too. It's yeah. just that in this climate it's so hard because people view autistic people as like we don't understand, but we do. I mean, we know right from wrong. We know what boundaries is acceptable and what boundaries are not unacceptable. You know, yeah. it's just that sometimes we need to learn, have a better understanding. If you, if you want space, we'll give it to you. If, if you want us to talk to you, we will. Like, Yes, You just, just got to communicate with us so we understand you, yeah. not give us the silent treatment or just feel like we're doing something wrong, but you're still giving us the third degree.
0: I think that the, the thing about it is that you just, um, if we're honest, you should respect the partner who, who they may be, to be honest as well, because... If they're not and you get accused of things halfway through saying like well, which has come up a lot sometimes where you're accused of not communicating and talking and then you think to yourself uh, that's a lot of rubbish where, <laughs> where you, <laughs> yes. you, you where, where you've been communicating and and so, high in fact is the other person hasn't and if they it has been it might be to do with mental health it might be able to do something else but if you actually communicate it can actually work where you can help someone understand. They might not understand it. If, for example, they don't know what autism is, you, you, you go with someone who doesn't know what autism is, you explain it to them, um, and they will get a bit of understanding. It's like anything. Like, um, you might have like something else that um, uh, people don't know about. And, like us being autistic, the partner who we're with might have something else as well that we, we don't know what it is and it's all about learning you learn with each other and um yeah it's all about being honest I think that is like if people go on about um exes and and stuff like that while you're in it you kind of think um um which I learned as well uh, like you kind of think uh you, you're in the mind you don't want to say anything but at the same time you're oh, still going on about the same thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I'm 24. I've only had, um, I've had a lot of crushes, but I've only had like two relationships in my life Um, that, you know, one I was younger, but I was still learning. And one, I had one relationship, you know, when I was in college, you know, well, sorry, college, but that didn't last very really long. And it was mostly virtual. And Hmm. it ended in you know yeah emotional heartbreak
0: yeah it's not great is it really yeah um um um, Nick because it's very hard um virtual as well Mm. um because like it's all over text really isn't it and and (laughs) FaceTime maybe Mm. um yeah but um but yeah I think just in today's life sorry it's hard hard to find anyone because like like um it's hard to read signals (laughs) really it's hard to do it all (laughs) yeah yeah but i think it's nice as well when you don't have anyone to like it's almost like it when you do have maybe um a partner or um your lover or, or something like that <laughs> it's, 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 it's very stressful isn't it um i mm, think yeah. it, it does really affect your mental health and you you have to you're worrying about if, if you if you if you should message them or, uh, or or you should wait i mean then i think either way you'll get my sometimes um but yeah it's it's just very hard to find who is there um but like the the good thing about the world is there's so many people in it, um and at some point like well, you don't know when but they just magically happen, apparently apparently uh that that that's what happens, and I guess we just wait and um seek an opportunity and uh fulfill fulfill it but but yeah, I think it's good to talk about that because i uh, it' it's, it's always good to talk about that with and um, being autistic as well. Um, because you just don't want to feel judged, Um, do you, really, that because you autism doesn't mean you can't do things?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, um, I just, I, I don't want to feel like, and that's the thing, it feels like when I try to, you know, meet people, especially if I want to try to, you know, rebuild a circle of friends, I I don't want people to feel like I'm being a burden or being bothersome to them because of, you know, if I try to, you know, reach out it's just it's hard. It's it's hard and it's sad that you know whenever I try to reach out to people I always mostly get, you know, I get ignored a lot, but Mm -hmm. I try to, you know, not let it bother me as much. But sometimes, especially during the pandemic, it really, you know, kind of, it kind of really sometimes affected my mental health as well. And it made me feel like, did I say something to you? Or did I bother you in some way? So yeah. those are the lingering questions, and it made me feel like I was being so burdensome on them. So yeah. to the point where, like, okay, maybe I can just leave you alone for a minute. But hmm. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't let it get to me, even on the, for the long run. I really don't. I just don't want. But I, but I don't want people to feel like I'm being a burden or bothersome to them.
0: Yeah, I, it is like, but when you do message people and they don't answer you, um, it is hard for me to take sometimes. Um, but normally, what I do, uh, if I do that, um, I will, depending on the situation, I'm, I, I like, uh, if it's a podcast or like um, I it depends. Like you know, when you we have both our podcast, I arrange one with someone and I ask if they want to come on, perhaps, and I get an answer. At that stage, I unless they message me on later day, I I won't say nothing more. I won't really get affected by it because it's probably it's their loss. But at the same time, you just don't know what happened what's happening in someone else's life, so you can't really comment on that. Um yeah, definitely. Um, but if we're midway through we're arranging it and like say I join the on the day we've arranged it and um they don't come, like I like, like, I I at least wait probably half an hour. Um and if not, um that's probably my time limit um to say uh if you still want to take part we'll rearrange for another day. Um, I think um, but at the same time if things happen that like you just don't know it's all unpredictable um, but yeah it, it is it is sad some like sad in a way that is like, like it makes you feel bad that maybe you've done something wrong if it's like a friend because if they're not answering you um you probably feel like you, you might message your friend let's say Bob um, like <laughs> you, you, let's say you messaged your friend Bob and you said, Hey, how you doing, Bob, today? Um, and Bob hasn't answered you. Um, then, so let, let's say in that situation you did do that, well, it's just pretending Bob is a real life person. In this case, Bob isn't, this is just a scenario. So, say Bob says, Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Bob, let's say you or me, I have messaged Bob to say, "Hey, how you doing?" And how long? If they haven't answered for maybe a day, like what 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 would you do? Like, would you message them straight away, or would you leave it a week to message them, or or would you leave them alone, or how would
1: you? Um, I would message Bob or the individual, <laughs> and if. Um, I would wait a minute, and if, you know, if they don't respond, I would, you know, give it, you know, give them a week, you know, see if they'll respond, see if they're okay, or if, or until they respond back. If they don't respond back, maybe, maybe they're busy with something, or maybe they don't want to be bothered. Um, if that is the case, I'll respect that. But overall, I just wanna let you know I just we just wanted to know if you if you're still alive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I I, I pretty agreed. Um if it is that drastic of a situation. Um but yeah. um in this case, Bob's fine. Um he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I think within certain situations, it's it, with the the power of text. You can't read anything. It, it's almost like you can, you don't see the person. You just see words. Uh, you might see their profile, but the profile just it's it's still, isn't it? Like doesn't move or <laughs> doesn't talk to you. Um, but um, what I think is that I like, if, if, if if it's the same if it happens a lot, maybe it's 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 hard to wonder if something's going on, but yeah it, it especially in the time of a pandemic, especially uh, during the lockdowns it will, probably would affect you more maybe um to maybe not in a lockdown because you're not doing much or you can't do much because it's very limited
1: yeah I mean like you're only limited to one area of where you are or a few you hotspot areas of where you are cuz at the height of the pandemic we were all sequestered at home and we could, all couldn't do anything so basically we just had to try to entertain ourselves the best way we knew we know how by you know streaming apps try to communicate with people on zoom and facetime and also try to you know build our own you know try to entertain ourselves by building our own hobbies like podcasting and, you know, drawing or cooking or Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. I could agree more. Like I'm I'm for one that uh myself I'm in you know, a compromise, so I'm kinda used to the lockdown and anyway. Um so I'm quite suit suit to it. So it was actually the best time for me to actually go out <laughs> because no one was there. Um, so it was a bit more easier then um, but the, just the 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 only difference was a bit scarier a bit more scary than usual, wasn't it hearing it everything on the news, which I did have to turn off i c't I couldn't listen to the death count each day, uh, like especially like with mental health it does affect you um with that, so um it was just a bit stressful um but but yeah it, I think it is one of those times. During the lockdowns, where you get the time to do other stuff, like maybe create a podcast for one. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, which we both did. Um, but yeah, so th- th- that was your first series, kind of on love. So, like, how many series have you done um, in total on your podcast, Nick?
1: Um, I've done, Um, uh, I got to check my episode count, but I believe I did over around 20. 20- 425 episodes overall in the last few years because I've been a lot super busy with school and whatnot I haven't had the time to you know do episodes but I but let me see let me see I have one two three 39 episodes actually. I <laughs> Thirty nine. Yeah. More
0: than you expected.
1: Yeah, and I've got a almost four thousand plays and thirty plays per episode.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got about the same. Um mm-hmm. like I've done I can't I can't count how many episodes I've done to be honest with <laughs> Um mm-hmm. Like it was it was gonna be a lockdown thing and then it just because I just, I keep going, I keep doing it, but I do different topics, and it is good fun, isn't it? Especially maybe during the lockdowns when we started. It's very good for your mental health to talk to someone else on the screen.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just, you know, don't be afraid to talk about what's going on. Like, speak your mind. I mean... Yeah definitely I mean some of my friends who I told them I was I made a podcast about my show um they said that they were really happy for me and they they they're so glad that I finally got a chance to speak my mind and who I am and you know took this opportunity
0: that's great it is really great Nick um and um to anyone listening um who might want to uh check it out well what what is your podcast name um I know you've told me before we started but just saying
1: yeah neurodivergent chat podcast
0: okay yeah that, that very good work on on, on your podcast't it um
1: thank you
0: I, I I know we said before we started that uh, um or we talked a little bit about it but yeah it's it's it, it is really good. Well, well, it, 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 it's 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 yeah. good, it's a good achievement because I I always look forward to the end of the year when you can see all your stats come up and a lot of like like with your um Spotify um thing where you, you see all, I see everything, so that's really cool. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Definitely. But yeah, um, well, it's been great speaking to you, Nick, and it's been it's been it's been really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um and before we go, um, I'm going to I just ask you one last thing. Is, is there anything like any advice that maybe you want to give to other people, or just any last things that you'd like to say?
1: Yes. Um. To every everyone that's listening to all our autistic and neurodivergent friends, don't don't be discouraged. Don't give up. If you have a dream, and you have people told you that your dreams wouldn't and couldn't come true don't listen to them follow your heart and follow your passion if you're passionate about something go for it and for on the social wise don't be you know don't be discouraged if somebody doesn't feel you that way or don't want to like you or be with you you find people that likes you for you and wants to be there for you. And to all the neurotypical people who are listening, I want to say give neurodivergent people and autistic people a chance. At least let at least show them a hand of friendship, friendship, gratitude, kindness and trust me, You'll learn a lot about autistic people, really, if you get to really know us. You'll be in for a really beautiful experience. Definitely. I couldn't agree more, on it, Um, with Thank your you. advice. Um, right, okay,
0: I definitely agree. And is it right by saying that you are the, the, the vice president of your university?
1: Yeah, political science club. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm.
0: a science club where yeah. you're, you're you're going to be doing some things and trying to get autistic people involved in it and i think that's great
1: yeah thank you thank yeah, you
0: thank you well uh i hope to anyone who's seen this episode today we hope you've enjoyed it and uh and uh, enjoyed what we've been talking about um and nick's journey um um so i think to everyone who's tuned in today and again thank you to Nick because it's been awesome speaking to you
1: thank you thank you very much Mason I'm I'm really glad to come on your show